The in-house communication professional does so much heavy lifting in an organization, managing things both internal and external, coordinating campaigns and messaging and generally herding cats. It's important to us to hear from folks in that role and learn a bit about their challenges, the opportunities that they see. And that's why we're doing this in the house with mini-series here on Copper State of Mind. Our host for these conversations is, of course, Abby Fink, Vice President and General Manager of HMA Public Relations. Abby, what's on your mind this week? Well, you know, I started my uh, professional career in-house at um, a resort company, and then I went um, to work for one of the, at the Fiesta Bowl, the post-college football organization. And, you know, it was I loved being in-house where everyone on your team was all focused on the same, you know, organizational goals and objectives. We all came to it from a slightly different perspective, of course, but everybody was on basically the same team. But, you know, the what challenged me with that was, um, you know, looking inside out and recognizing that there was a lot of value in what that objective viewpoint could be. And so I really found my footing, you know, working on the agency side and consulting with clients and working with the in-house creative teams. And so I think it's really interesting in how that uh, the relationships develop and the responsibilities and how they are managed and and setting the expectations for what happens with your in-house creative team and what's being done externally. So that was sort of the impetus for starting this series and what brings us today to having a conversation with Samantha Gulick, Sam, from uh, Harris Auction Casino. She serves as their director of marketing and a real interesting um, industry, of course, um, gaming and hospitality. So I thought it might be fun to spend a little time chatting with Sam about her responsibilities and the things that she does there um, at the casino and resort and, and a rather extensive amount of um, advertising and marketing and promotions because it is a consumer-based organization. So Sam, welcome to the show. And I appreciate you giving us a little bit of time today. Before we get started, why don't you just share a little bit about um, your background and how you came to be with Harris and a little bit of your responsibilities there. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Abby. Um, happy to be here. Um, so basically for me, you know, I'm a Nebraska girl. Um, grew up in middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Um, decided, you know, to go to what we consider Nebraska the big city, which was Omaha, uh, once I graduated. So um, went to college there. Um, and I started not long after I was at college, I started with Caesars Entertainment. So I was doing database marketing um, at you know the coordinator associate level. And then um, I've really been with Caesars Entertainment since then. So it's been about eight years. Um, I've kind of switched around to different casinos within the organization. I've worked for Horseshoe Baltimore as a coordinator. I went on to be the supervisor there as well. Uh, then I went on to be the database marketing manager for Harris North Kansas City. And then from there, the manager for uh, Horseshoe and Harris Council Bluffs, which was in Iowa. And the whole time still working or living in Nebraska, but working for these casinos uh, remotely from there. And then um, the opportunity came to move to Arizona and to add, you know, some more responsibilities, uh, including advertising, which was new for me. So about two and a half years ago, I, uh, I took that leap and I moved here. Um, so I started here doing the manager role for uh, database marketing and then both advertising. 
And then also I found out uh, PR. So that was, you know, new as well, uh, something exciting. And then it was about uh, in about six, seven months ago, I actually took on the role of uh, director of marketing. So what that added for me would be, um, like you said, events and promotions, um, our player development program, uh, player loyalty card program, and then also some, you know, unique things like transportation and audiovisual. So, you know, a lot of a lot of different variety I'm doing here. Before we get into the specifics of, um, you know, what you're doing, I, I find it fascinating that early on in your career, you were uh, a, re- a remote worker environment. And that was, you know, long before perhaps we were talking about that in a much more um, comprehensive way and more of us were doing that. So what was what was that like in terms of, you know, being a, being a part of a team, but being in a different location and, and kind of capturing the essence of what you were marketing and promoting, but not necessarily in the atmosphere while you were doing that? Were there any challenges or lessons learned by kind of being outside looking in? Yeah, so we were working remotely. We were still at uh, one of the casino locations there in Iowa. But what they had there was a big uh, database marketing center. So that did database marketing for a lot of casinos all over the country. It was one of the, the hubs there, which is why I was working remotely. And I mean, in ways, it was great because you got to, you know, utilize all of your coworkers. You had a, just a huge team of uh, marketers, you know, that you could talk to, see what's going on at other properties, you know, bounce ideas off of any, and everything, which was, you know, unique. Um, the struggles, though, were, you know, you're not really familiar with the location, right? So I'm doing, you know, database marketing for Baltimore, which at that point, I had never been to Baltimore. I did end up going later. So it's kind of, you know, trying to, you know, what what works in Nebraska and Iowa probably isn't going to be the same thing that works in um, Baltimore. So that was, I guess, probably the biggest struggle with it. Um, moving over with Kansas City, you know, we were close enough that I kind of understood it. Um, and then even, you know, that's kind of been something since I've moved here to Arizona, right? Coming in from Nebraska, trying to get used to even Arizona. So definitely a lot of learning of, about, you know, how things change depending on where you are location-wise. Sam, it's, it struck me when I started to learn more about the casino and hospitality industry that there really are so many interesting intersections between different types of things that happen there. In other words, as a total ignorant outsider, it might just seem that you're looking at a hotel or a, a place to gamble or a, you know entertainment place to go to a show, concert, you know, stand up, whatever. But truly the intersection of economic development, tribal relations, community relations, unique tourism appeal uh, in various places, as you said, have different stories to tell and different local aspects to highlight. It must be at some level just a fascinating mixture of politics, economics, sociology, culture, and of course, entertainment. I feel like I don't understand those set of connections very well, except to have begun to learn they exist. What are your thoughts on that? What's unique about the industry that you work in? I mean, for us, I would say, you know, it's so unique because Caesars Entertainment is all over, right? It's all over the country. And like I said, moving from, you know, just different places to places, you have, you know, regulatory requirements, you know, even, you know, between Maryland and uh, Missouri, which is Kansas City, and then Iowa, and even here in Arizona, I mean, everything, a lot of it changes on what you can do, you can't do. So it's like every time you're moving to all these different places, it's kind of almost in a way starting a little bit fresh with 
you know, these requirements on what's going to go. And like I said, even, um, you know, just the demographics of the area you're in, you know, some areas you, you know, you do promotions, you think they work great. And then, you know, it's like, Hey, let's go to Arizona and try this exact same promotion. And then it just, it completely flops. (laughs) So it's like, you're having to relearn and, you know, uh, I guess, make sure that you're able to kind of move on your toes and make sure that you're, um, having new ideas and just adapting to wherever you go. So it's definitely, it's definitely unique for sure. Well, and so much of, of marketing, advertising, public relations is, is, you know, some of it is based in gut instinct. You know, you, you, you create some things, you, you believe that you are correct, but a lot of it is based in, in, in actual research. And I think one of the interesting things in, in terms of, you know, customer information and access to information that you are able to glean helps you make decisions um, that at least in part have, you know, the ability to back it up. You do have, as you said, Caesars Entertainment is a, a you know, global international company. There's, there's data available on, you know, buying habits, spending habits, what is appropriate for um, certain ages, the demographics, you know, the uh, socioeconomic issues, things along those lines. And you have this, opportunity then to use research to create your campaigns. And so how much of that, you know, that data mining do you do? How much do you look into the information that you have by, you know, past customer experiences, you know, the besides knowing that this television station or this radio station is number one in the market, you still have to know that the messaging you're putting out there is going to hit the audience on the right platform as well. Right. So, you know, we have uh, our huge database because of Caesars Rewards, right? It's one of the biggest casino loyalty programs in the country. Um, So we have all kinds of data on people. And like you said, you kind of have to, you know, you have to tweak campaigns or make sure you're getting the right audience for certain things, right? Because if I know that we have a guest out that comes out to, you know, eat at the restaurants all the time, but never games, probably not a good idea to just keep, you know, sending a bunch of gaming messaging to them, but more, you know, catering to what their preferences are and, you know, get them with, you know, that food and beverage message. Um, Same thing, you know, with like spa or even, um, you know, some people like to play slots versus some people like to play tables. So you really have to, you know, get the right people with the right message. So we, you know, keep them entertained. Um, You know, there for a while, I remember we were sending so many email campaigns out to everybody and it was just this blanket, like just send it to everyone. Well, we saw our our unsubscribe rate go down or go up, I mean, because so many people, you know, a lot of those messages probably, you know, don't really interest them and then they're unsubscribing from us. So I think it's super important to make sure you're cutting that database. And with us, you know, we can pull all kinds of information. Like you just said, you know, how much a guest is playing, um, where they're visiting at the casino, how long they play, and even, you know, do they come out weekly? Do they come out monthly? You know, different things like that. And then... Um, basically taking it and shaping it and coming up with the campaign that's going to best fit their needs and their interests. As part of your introduction, you talked a little bit about, you know, the areas of responsibility that fall under the director of marketing now. Talk a little bit about the structure of your department, you know, how, not necessarily the number of people, but, you know, what what responsibilities are are handled in-house? How, you know, how do you structure your your internal team to address the the marketing and communications efforts for that your particular property, we have our database marketing team um, who handles all you know all of our emails, uh, hard mail, and then we also do have an email team with corporate that 
helps assist with the email part of it. Uh, we have our advertising team, but it's it, it's kind of mixed in with our database marketing team. Um, so, you know, they're working with, we actually have an outside advertising agency that we work with. So they're kind of, you know, being the contacts with them. And then we do have graphic designers on that side as well. And then we have our promotions and events team. And within there, it's they're putting together, you know, all the giveaways that we do. They're also the entertainment team. So they're putting, you know, concerts together. Um, and then we have our player development team, which consists of our hosts. So they're the ones, you know, that go out and they help all our guests with any needs they may have. Um, our Caesars Rewards Center is also underneath me. So that's, you know, where you go and you sign up for that new card and they can help you with any questions that you have. And then, like I said, I have transportation as well, which kind of, you know, falls a little bit outside of the marketing realm. But they're also, you know, they intertwine with the player development program really well because they're bringing in, you know, those VIP guests um, and then audio visual around the casino as well. So what kind of coordination does so many of those things um, sound like they depend upon the other for their success, right? So if you transport the guests to the property and their host greets them at the door and they get their Caesars rewards benefits and they find their favorite machines and they get their dining, you know, card, you know, that seems like an awful lot of, you know, coordination or need for coordination. So what what does it look like for all of you and on your team to support each other, work together, you know, I can only imagine a big master calendar being, you know, posted behind you in your office that what's happening at any given time, it seems there's probably something going on every day, all day. Uh, so I'm interested in that, that component of organization and how you keep everyone in line and organized and on top of what's happening. Yeah, like you said, there's, there's a lot of different moving pieces. So, you know, strategizing from the beginning is really important. And we bring in um, like on the marketing side, that whole team kind of from the beginning. So, you know, that database marketing uh, manager, our events and promotions manager, our player development manager, we all work really closely to make sure, you know, we're doing the right thing um, and we're hitting the right people. So um, from there, yeah, we, like you said, we build a big calendar and then we kind of all work off of that. But again, everybody having to be really close with each other because all it takes is for one little communication piece to be out of line. And then, you know, we might be looking at disaster promotion. So, you know, uh, database marketing has to work with events and promotions, make sure they have all the details clear on what we're doing. Um, so they can put together, you know, that communication that's going to go out to guests. And then at the same time, database marketing, you know, letting the host team and everybody know, like when it's going to hit homes, uh, letting them know the details so that when guests start to call in or want to make reservations and are booking that they're also aware, you know, of what's coming. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of teamwork too, which is really amazing to see just how much these guys are communicating. Um, but yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot of pieces all going into place to try to get from, you know, start to finish with it. Now you referenced um, working with Caesars corporate and they must, um, so did they support the efforts that you're doing here locally or do they tell you this is what you're going to do locally? You know, where does the Caesars corporate and, and local Harrah's sort of intersect in the programming that you're doing or creative that you're doing and not necessarily the programming? Right. For us, um, it's a little bit unique since we are a managed property here at Harrah's Auction. So we're actually owned by the Auction Indian community. Um, so here we, you know, we have a little bit more flexibility, I guess, on what we're doing. Um, because normally what happens is, you know, corporate does kind of give, bring down the strategy to different properties. Here, though, I would say that, they, you know, they're more of just a really good partner and resource for us. 
So uh, as we have questions, we can reach out to corporate. But as far as like the strategizing and what we're going to come up with, with in terms of different promotions and everything, um, that definitely happens here internal at Harris Auction. So I love the word partner. And you and so I'd like to um, chat a little bit then about, you know, you've got the corporate partner that you work with, with the with the Caesars creative team. Uh, you mentioned briefly that you have a, a local advertising agency. And so when when you're thinking about, you know, the structure of your um, marketing team, there may be some times where, you know, an external support is necessary. What's the process and, you know, what do you go through um, internally to make those decisions about what's going to be best, you know, kept in-house and managed within your team and what kinds of things might be appropriate to, you know, bring in outside outside resources. And and again, thinking about, you know, the the our listenership of this podcast that are, are folks just like yourself, right, that are, are running um, marketing teams or are making decisions about marketing for their business. So thinking about that in terms of, you know, best practices and maybe some recommendations or advice about what might be and when might be the right time to bring in outside counsel, even with a, a very robust internal team. All right. I would say, I'd say here in the casino, you know, business, we're, we're always so, so busy, especially in marketing. We're also dealing, you know, with guests and everything like that. And to me, you know, the advantage of having that outside um, advertising agency or PR company is like being able to know that you have these experienced professionals that can stay up to date with everything, right? Especially, you know, you guys are able to sit there and research everything that's new, whether it be on the PR side, the advertising side. Um, and, and also, you know, I can have a team, uh, you know, on the PR side, I might have, you know, a whole team of people that are working on there. Whereas if I brought it internal, I mean, we'll probably, you know, we might have one person that's working on it, but then it's, you know, it's going to be up to making sure that this person is staying up to date with everything. Also contacts, bringing someone in. I mean, you know, when we use the company that's been around for so long, those contacts are established. We don't have to worry about that because we know that, you know, they're going to have all those different people that they've already made all those relationships with, which is obviously going to help when we're, you know, trying to get um, one of our stories out or information about our company. Um, So for me, a big part of it is that experience. Um, I would say the other part, and I think you mentioned it at the beginning, is having that outside opinion. To me, that's so beneficial because, you know, we're all here and we might think that we're seeing everything clearly, but we kind of all have that similar mindset here internally. Whereas, you know, when we have somebody else, an outsider kind of come in and look at everything, they might give us, you know, ideas that we didn't think about before, or kind of, you know, maybe be a better opinion of what, um, you know, the outside is seeing, I guess. So for me, I mean, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely huge. And it has helped in many different situations that I've already experienced where, you know, they, they bring up something that um, hadn't really crossed our mind and just some really great ideas. So, I mean, for me, it's the more people looking at it, the better. Well, one of the things we always, you know, when we're chatting with new clients and we're going through the process and, you know, we, we get asked the question often, you know, even if, even in that come and meet with us and submit a proposal stage, uh, oftentimes there's somebody that wants to understand why they would, you know, go outside for, for, um, you know, public relations or marketing counsel. And one of the things that we really emphasize is, as you said, is an outsider's perspective. You know, we understand our business. We understand your business to the extent that we 
can create campaigns and push information out. But what you are, what an internal team relies on for their external um, consultants are the knowledge of who's, who in the media we need to talk to, what what's the best you know media outlet to you know be purchasing our advertising on we know you know your business and we'll work together and i and i think the most value that we can bring to the table for our our in-house contacts is we're going to tell you when we think the idea is fantastic but we're also going to tell you when we think it's not and it's not it's not to be argumentative or or you know create angst but it's really to give that outside perspective this is how it's you know, landing when you say this to somebody that's not in there every single day. And, you know, or based on experiences that we've had with other similar projects or clients, we can say, you know, this is probably not the appropriate time to be doing this or doing that. And I think one of the real values in having that outside uh, individual working on your behalf is is having that more, you know, really a very objective opinion about, you know, what might be happening and and being there to support what you're doing, but also being there to say, I think we need to rethink what this, you know, this is doing. This is not exactly the way that we, you know, we want to handle it. I think we've all seen that in the last, you know, handful of years, certainly, where we were all dealing with, you know, a, a, what the pandemic was doing to our businesses. And, and well, while our clients were focused 100% on making sure their businesses were successful and could continue, you know, we were looking at, you know, how do we make sure we kept keep telling people that they're open and available and and working where you're where the internal teams are focused on keeping keeping the business afloat. So there's a, I think, a real benefit from from the outside to look in. If you and as we um, kind of think about process and such, what what do, what do you do with your internal teams and, and uh, you know, giving them the tools that they need to do the job that they're doing, the support that they, that they need to be able to do what they're doing and creating that sense of camaraderie from your internal team and your external team so they operate really with, you know, as one voice and as one, you know, focused energy. What do you do to make sure that um, your teams are aligned? Do you have regular meetings? Do you loop the outside firms into your internal teams? You know, what what is kind of the structure of those those relationships? I try to keep everybody on the same page. So I lo- we have you know a weekly meeting with um, our advertising agency, and then the whole team is on it. On our the internal team is on it just to make sure you know that everyone's on the same page. And then you know we also have our PR agency that also joins the advertising agency one. And then we also have PR meetings every month. Um, And then I think, I think a big part of it for me to make sure everybody, you know, is aligned and everybody's working good is kind of giving people some freedom, especially internally. Like, you know, I have people on my team that can reach out to our PR company, our advertising agency. Um, So just helping them build those connections. So we're all kind of together. And then, you know, if there's something that, it happens. Sometimes I forget something. I have my team that's like, oh, let me, you know, get with um, HMA to try to tell them what's going on or let me get with the advertising agency. So it's really just kind of, in my opinion, letting people kind of, you know, have that free reign a little bit too to do what they do best. The value in having um, a strong internal team and you're fortunate that you have a, 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 larger team, a lot of businesses um, may only have one or two individuals in-house, but really having a focused 
group of individuals in-house that have the the overall corporate mission in mind as they're creating programs and and marketing strategies and such and then having the ability to rely on external counselors, you know, whether that's, you know, advertising, creative, public relations, photography, videography. I mean, there's a lot of ways to bring, you know, external resources in, but recognizing the benefit of, you know, the the knowledge and expertise of what the outside counselors do as a profession and, and mirroring that and marrying that with what you all do internally as your profession um, nets out really amazing results for the client. And, and especially when both sides understand, um, and you mentioned it, it's really a partnership and that both sides understand that um, the end result or the end goal is the same, how we come to it is a little bit different. And so, um, you know, working in partnership with in-house teams and external communications professionals really um, enhances and amplifies the marketing efforts for businesses of all sizes. And so whether, again, you are a one-person in-house team or you have the benefit of a larger uh, structure, capitalizing on resources both internally and externally can be a real benefit for your marketing strategy. 